the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Freddie Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Sin Unto Death. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. First John chapter 5. And I want you to key in on verses 14 through 16. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that ye shall pray for it. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you about the sin unto death. The sin unto death. All unrighteousness is sin. So we need to understand some things as we get into these scriptures. All unrighteousness is sin. Every one of us that was born into this world, we were born in sin. And we were shapen in iniquity. And that's why everyone must be, need to be, ought to be, got to be, born again. Because what we got from Madea was not sufficient. That gave us life in this world. But you must be born again in order to accrue life in the world to come. So the sin unto death is where we're going to get started. And we're going to get started understanding that the sin unto death, everybody say the sin unto death. The sin unto death is physical death. Watch this now. This is the tricky part. And it has to do with God's children. Say this after me. The sin unto death is physical. And it has to do with God's children. Now that's the first death we're going to talk about. But as we get into the sin of death, I want you to key in on verse 14. And this is the confidence of the boldness that we have in him, Christ. That if we ask, pray, petition, ask anything according to God's will, he hear us. And if we know that he hear us, not heard us, hear us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. In other words, you pray for me, I pray for you. We need to pray for one another because we all have the capacity and the capability 
of doing wrong. It's not that we set ourselves in that direction to do that, but we do. The sin that is not unto death is the sin that we should pray that God would deliver our brothers and our sisters from. So as we come to God in prayer, and I think a lot of times some of us are being selfish, we don't show up for prayer meeting, we probably don't pray for one another uh, at our houses, and we probably don't pray when we come to church. But how many of y'all know that there's power in prayer? There is a God that hears and answers prayer, not in my name, but in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are admonished here. If we see a brother sin a sin which is not unto death, well, he might break his family up, he might do whatever he may do, he's a brother acting out of order. So we need to pray for him. There are some people right now that are a problem on your mind you know you need to pray for. There are some situations that you know that you need to pray for. And as we pray for these things, we need to pray that God will give them strength and give them a life that will strengthen them to go on and do the will of God. So we are to pray for them that sin not unto death. Because every sin is not a sin unto death. <clears throat> so therefore we all stand in need of prayer. We all stand in need of forgiveness from almighty God and that's what we are called upon to do so this sin unto death if you want to break it down and take a look at it it's a sin that believers commit it's a sin that believers commit it's a sin that embarrasses God and once the person that's a believer lives a lifestyle that embarrasses God, a public scandal, and etc. Yes, those sins can be forgiven, but sometimes they go too far. And when they go too far, God is going to kill you. Uh, are you praying for me? <laughs> Good, because I need it. This, this is a challenge, but I'm going through with it. So the sin unto death is physical. Say that back to me. And it has to do with the child of God. <clears throat> All right, now watch this. The sin unto death is physical. It is not spiritual. Because God has given to each of his children eternal life. And that life cannot be blotted out. That life cannot be taken away. But there is a question among Christians. What about Christians that name the name of Jesus and live a life of sin and just cut up and is a public embarrassment? Then what about those people? If they go on that way and don't repent and don't turn around, they're God's people, but God will take them out of here. Some men's sins are open beforehand and some men's sins follow after them. So the sin unto death is physical. It has to do with God's people. It has to do with disgracing God, embarrassing God publicly. Because God does not like to be embarrassed by any of us. And it's not that God doesn't forgive sin, but God has an order and he knows what too far looks like. 
And he will step in and he will handle that. But the child of God will not be put in hell that is impossible. See, I have to explain all this to you. That's impossible to be born again and in hell. See, I believe the Bible. Now, you may have hell at home, but the, the, the literal hell that is in the heart of the earth, the child of God never goes there. Once saved, always saved. Okay, so having that understanding in verse 14, and this is the confidence of the boldness to come before the throne of grace that we have in him. This confidence that if we ask or pray anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatever we ask, we know. See, notice how this word know keep coming up. There are some things in this life we ought to know. We shouldn't be guessing about everything. Some of us have been in church as long as we can remember, and we still don't know nothing. And that's not the way it ought to be. We ought not to be made to come. We ought not to be dragging up in here. We ought to want to know. And we ought to want to worship. And we ought to want the blessings. And we ought to want to give him praise. And we ought to want to thank him. Because God has done marvelous things. He's done marvelous things in all of our lives. God has shown himself mighty on behalf of his people. So we can talk to him. And if we talk to him, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him if we ask these things according to his will. Now in verse 16 is the center point of our discussion here on today. If any man see his brother, your brother now, if any man, anybody in the body of Christ, sees his brother sin a sin which is not unto death. He beat his children unmercifully. He don't take care of his family. That's not a sin that's unto death. That's a sin that we ought to be praying for. But the guy who thinks that he knows and calls Jesus J.C., and he's all out there alive in those clubs, and he's doing whatever he wants to, and he's given the Lord a bad name, and he thinks that he has the world in the jug and the stopper in his hand. God eventually is going to stop that believer. That's the part of God that's missing in this generation. Because a lot of times people think I can do whatever I want to do. Who are you to tell me? God say I am. So if you see your brother sin a sin that is not unto death. Then you need to pray for him. So. The sin unto death is that sin that embarrasses God. And he's going to take it so long. And then that person will have to leave here. God going to take him out. You didn't know that was in your Bible. Well, now you do, man. All right, let's look at some people that were believers but committed a sin. But it was not a sin unto death. It was a big old embarrassment. All right. I think we need to take under consideration Moses. Moses committed a sin. But it was not a sin unto death. But it did cause him to get out of here physically. Numbers chapter 20. Are you with me so far? I don't hear you. Don't be sitting in here scared. Just quit cutting up. You know, we have children 
And after a while, we keep telling them, I, I told, didn't I tell you don't do that? Didn't I tell you to leave that alone? I'm not going to tell you that anymore. Because if I tell you again, I'm going to what? I'm going to whip you. God does not whip the devil's kids. No more than your neighbor, tired of your child, going to come next door to your house and beat your child. You know that ain't going to happen. God only whips his own. In Numbers chapter 20, commencing at verses 7 through 12, you will find these words. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Take the rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth its water. Just speak to the rock. And thou shall, that rock shall bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation, congregation, and their beast drink. And Moses took the rod before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, Hear now, you rebels. Must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod, he smote the rock twice. And the water came out, because God is faithful. And the water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank, and their beast also. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron, because you believed me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. Mm. God said speak to the rock. Moses was so in his flesh, so in himself, so upset with the congregation. Until he decided... These folk done got on my last nerve. I'm tired of being nice. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to hit this rock, not once. Now that ain't what the Lord told me. I'm going to hit this rock twice. Then I'm going to say to this rebellious congregation, y'all ain't nothing but a bunch of rebels. Now you're looking to me and Aaron to give you water. No, 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 they wasn't looking to you and Aaron. They were looking to the Lord. They just asked for some water. So Moses got caught up within himself. That's why leaders need to be careful how you talk to people under you. And how you treat people around you. And in the congregation, you waltzing all through here like somebody owe you something. You think you better than anybody. Who in the world are you? And where did you come from? Don't you know that's the devil got you acting a nut? We all are cut from the same cloth. If we born again. So therefore Moses got beside himself. And called God's people a bunch of rebels. And told them that go ahead and drink. You bunch of rebels. L listen in verse 9. Moses took the rod from before the Lord. As he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation. These were two brothers. Out of order. They gathered the congregation together before the rock. And Moses said unto them. 
Here now, you rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod, he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank and their beasts. See, even though Moses was out of order and Aaron was out of order, God stayed in order. The people still got the water. The beasts still got the water to drink. But it's going to be a price that Moses and Aaron are going to have to pay because they openly embarrassed God because they were God's leaders. Are we together? Now look at that 23rd and 24th verse in that same chapter. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in Mount Hor by the border of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because you rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. Come on, all you Sunday school should be going people. All you rebellious people. God see you. You think this is against you and Greenwood Acres and the bishop. No, it ain't. <laughs> Don't give me that credit. This is against rebellion, against the revealed known will of God. If it don't cost you now, it's going to cost you later. If you rebel against God, then what's going to stop your kids from rebelling against you? Acts chapter 5. A sin not unto death, not spiritual, but it cost them physically. The book of Acts. Are you still here? Do you have any hallelujahs? Some of y'all I don't hear, but that's all right. I love you anyway. <laughs> Acts the fifth chapter, starting at verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also knowing of it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and died. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. Let me read on. And it was about the space of three hours after. After the pedicure and the manicure, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that you have agreed together, you and your husband, to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them who have buried your husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down immediately at his feet and died. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. Ananias Sapphira 
were saved. They had accepted the Lord. They were in the church. They contrived an idea given to them by Satan that we need some notoriety in this congregation. Nobody know that me and my husband are here, so what we're going to do, we're going to put on this big show in front of the congregation. We're going to sell some land. And uh, we've already seen how Barnabas got accolades because he gave the church out of his portion, or uh, his portion that he sold his land for, so we're going to emulate that. We're going to act like we're giving the church all of our money like Barnabas did. So they sold their piece of land. Yes, they did. And they came before the church and they said, this land that we sold, here's the money for it. But all the money wasn't there. Like some of y'all lying on your envelopes. All of it ain't there. So, okay. Ananias was asked a question. Why have you lied to the Lord? Well, he fell dead. Those young men picked him up, carried him out back, and buried him. No family hour, no, no announcement that he had died, just took him out there and buried him because they lied about the money. Then a couple of hours after that, here come his wife, all dressed up, and toenails all polished, and eyebrows all done. Showed up in that dress to the hilt. She looked around. She didn't see nobody but Peter. Peter said, um, y'all sold your land? Yeah, we sold it. Is all the money here? Yeah, yeah all the money here. Okay. Why have you lied to the Lord about money? He said, the same young men that just carried your husband out. What? Just carried him out back and buried him. And you getting ready to join him. She fell dead. They came in, picked her body up, her dead limp body with blue lips. Talking about a lipstick. Carried her out back and buried her. I guess that was the first out back, huh? <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Y'all know tonight we got the Lord's Supper. Amen. All of the faithful will be here. God is keeping records. Make no mistake about it. We are not here by ourselves. There is someone greater than us. Who watches over and keeps us and wakes us up. And is with us all day long. Now we're talking about... This sin that is not unto death spiritually. But it's a death taking place here physically. Because one say it always say. But embarrassing God and all that cuts one physical life short. But that's not a sin unto death. You just act a nut and now your life is gone and you ain't here no more. So we don't have to put up with your lies. And people don't have to put up with you no more because you ain't here. 
Thank you for that thunderous hallelujah. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 11 started verse 23. You cannot be saved and lost, but you can cut your life short with this mess. Paul says, for I have received of the Lord. Right? That which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Today's message, Sin Unto Death, FC3089, FC3089 is now available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, greenwoodacres at Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. 
Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.